Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, hello! I am Matt Williamson. Belly up the bar. Let's chat a little football. It's Twitter Thursday. I know it's Friday, but it's Twitter Thursday anyways. I didn't know what else to talk about. Um, first topic is... This is a Locked on NFL podcast. I don't know if I told you that. There were some names that you guys gave me the Hall of Fame shows earlier this week. And you guys seemed to really like those. That was fun. Um, a handful of names that were given to me that I did not bring up. Defensive players. So let's buzz through those first. Clay Matthews, he's really tailed off. I mean, this last year, two or three, he has not been the same player. I wonder if he'll ever get it back at this point. It's been a pretty large sample size. Yeah, he was a really strong player for a handful of years, but to me, no. I mean, I didn't overlook him. I just didn't even put him on the list because he needs to do more. Um, Charles Woodson. Yeah, he's an easy one. I, I didn't overlook him either. I just kind of, he's an easy one. He retired a while, a little bit, a, a little while ago, so I just didn't include him. He's a first ballot, easy Hall of Famer, easily. Cameron Wake had a really good career. I thought about him and just thought, ah, eh, you know, he's he's up in age. He's still playing really well, though. I guess he'll be considered. You know, two more good years. Pro Bowl, you know, in that neighborhood type of production. I guess he'll be on ballots. I just think he's not quite there, though. And really the same is true for Tom Bahal Lee and Mario Williams. I would take Wake's career over either one of those two. But maybe they'll end up on the ballot someday. You know, I'm not so shame in that. I'm not cutting on these guys or anything. Thomas Davis. I love the player. Love the career. Love the coming back from knee issues. I mean, like I said, when I was with the Browns, Romeo Cornell was our head coach, and that was the year Thomas Davis came out. He looked at him and said, you know, that's going to be my strong safety. That's going to be Harrison, who he had in uh, New England. You know, we ended up taking Braylon Edwards, but we had a really, really high grade on Thomas Davis. We picked third. I think he was like our fifth-ranked player. Loved him. He turned into a linebacker. He was kind of ahead of his time that way. But Hall of Fame... I think he's in the Hall of Really Good. Patrick Willis, I think he's in. Not a lock, but he's obviously not going to put build on his resume. Um, I think he eventually gets in four or five years down the road. Uh, would you rather have Willis or Erlacher? Man, about the same to me. I think Erlacher's a Hall of Famer. Champ Bailey, I think, is in. You know, besides Woodson, he's probably the easiest one on this this list for me. Again, his career's over. Some of those guys that had already retired, I, I overlooked and just didn't talk about all of them because some of them were a couple years ago. Great, great player for a lot of years. It's funny, remember, he got traded for Clinton Portis. You know, like, that actually worked for both teams. That, that, those kind of deals never happen. And then the last one is a youngster, Eric Berry. I think he just has to do an awful lot more. You know, like, he was a good player early in his career, first, what, two, three years. Good player. 
Last two years, I think he's been a great player. But is he gonna? To me, that I mean, that's not enough, though. I mean, you need to do, you need to double that. I mean, we can't have this conversation, in my opinion, for at least three more years. You know, I mean, have three years or so of being a stud, and then we'll talk. You know, you know, I mean, he's still pretty young. I mean, he's just coming off his first contract, and to me, he's not at the Odell Watt, Von Miller level. You know, of guys that are just the best players in the league. So that's my list of guys I didn't mention earlier in the week. I urge you to check out the offensive show on Monday, the defense special team head coach show on Wednesday, and now we will get into some Twitter questions. Joe Gear asks me, better Jags offseason edition, A.J. Bouye or Calais Campbell? I would say... Just off last year's tape, because obviously Bouye hasn't been doing it, you know, it doesn't have the body of work, it's not even close, that they were basically equal players for what they did. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Bouye on the corner list versus Calais on the defensive line list are about the same. Bouye, obviously, is younger. Um, is going to make a fantastic pairing with Ramsey, who I think Ramsey will be the number one and Bouye will be the two. And wow, that's a great two. And he might not, he might get a lot more years out of Bouye and quality years and Pro Bowl years. But I'm going to say Campbell, even though he has some elite Jackson like qualities, because I think the leadership, him being in the room, the accountability that he'll bring is more what this team needs. And that's not a knock on Bouye. He's just a younger guy. Campbell's known as a leader, a tough guy, um, has won some games in this league for sure. So I'm going to go there, you know, just because I think he brings more of what they need so very badly. So David Connors asked me, Hey, I just thought, thought for a show while you're in a slow period, could you predict the top five players at each position five years from now? <laughs> and it's funny because there was a time in, during my 10 years at ESPN that we would do that this time of year every year. And I think it was three years ahead, not five. But I did it long enough that you would go back and be like, man these look so foolish now, you know, three years later when I actually would know the answers. Like I remember after Trent Richardson's rookie season, I think I had him as the best running back in the league three years later. I don't even think he was in the league, you know, like he was, he wasn't even a Brown. He was gone. He was fat, you know, and just, um, but it would be fun. You know, like if you think about quarterbacks and you, and you, he throws, David throws out some quarterback options three years from now, if you operate under the assumption that Breeze and Brady are gone, Rodgers might still be one. Maybe it's Wentz or Mariota or Winston or Stafford. You know, Ben's probably not around. Rivers probably isn't around. Yeah, I could see that being fun. Um, running backs, I could tell you, are the hardest just because they, they change so quickly. You know, like I might pick Leonard Fournette three years from now, let alone five. Five years from now, I'll take some... Barkley at Penn State or whoever, whoever just got recruited as the stud running back. I mean, because five years, a lot changes in the NFL so unbelievably quickly. I'll think about it. Um, I got to say, when I did those projects for ESPN, 
they weren't really one of my favorites. I mean, I felt like they were stretching for content, and I get you, but... Uh, Tyler Weber asks, who do you think has a better chance of landing another head coaching job, Chip Kelly or Rex Ryan? First of all, I wonder... See, Rex Ryan, to me, will never... Is, is, he's only going to be a head coach. Like, would Kelly consider coming back as an offensive coordinator and just run his scheme like crazy and see how it works and um, just focus on that side of the ball and don't have to worry about team building, just coach. I don't know if his ego would have let that to happen or not. I don't think Ryan would do the same on the defensive side of the ball at this stage of the game. I mean, I think he's a head coach or nothing. Um, I'm pretty sure, and don't quote me on this, because most coaches sign multiple-year deals. Rarely do you just end up as a lame-duck guy. I think both those guys are getting paid very well as we speak to sit around and do nothing, and I know Ryan's going to be on the air. Um, So (laughs) I know these dudes love the coach. I get that. But many times I I just think, why not just take the year off and make what you were making and chill out and recharge the batteries and – you know, tour around and see your coaching friends and stop by camps at different places you know and, you know, take notes of what you could do better and, and things like that. Um, so, I, I think, who has a better chance? I guess Rex. He's just had more success. But they're both pretty unique characters. Tom Robinson asks, is Devon House signing going under the radar for Green Bay? He was a good cornerback in the right scheme and now back with Capers. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, uh, those those corners were so bad to end last year. And Shields, you know, going out early in the season. And that's who they generally would line up on number ones. And the, the youngsters didn't step up. Although Rollins was really good the year before. So now you look at that situation and not only did you draft King, but you drafted a safety that has a lot of talent. Um, all of a sudden, that secondary might go, if everything goes right, might go six, seven deep of real quality players. And I think House is kind of the safety blanket. You know, if those Russell and Rollins and King and those type of guys aren't what we think they can be or aren't there yet, then House will fill in the blanks and he has some versatility. So... Yeah, I, I think do think that's an underrated signing that, you know, we knew how to use him. <clears throat> he left town. We didn't lose our opinion of him at all. Let's bring him back, and we know what we have in the guy. Interesting question here from Luke Unland. He asks if AD, I assume that means Adrian Peterson all day. I'm going to answer it that way. Had better luck in his career, legal, health, offensive lines, could he have gone down as the best runner of the football of all time? Maybe. I don't think that's an extreme example. You know, I I also think in terms of luck, you know, it's not really luck, but Peterson, I think he is an all-time great. I think he's a top 10 type running back, you know, and is a total superstar. I actually watched him. He's something of you guys are going to ever say this about. It's a side note. But I watched his high school tape when I was at Pitt and thought of all the people I saw that were seniors in high school, he would be the one I would pick to say could skip college and went right to the pros. I mean, he was just a man. I always use this example of if you threw all the running backs are like great guitar players or great painters. They all have their own style and you know the, the elite ones do. 
Dale Sayers looks nothing like Jim Brown or looks nothing like OJ or, or Earl Campbell or Peterson or Le'Veon Bell is the one I use the example around a lot around here, Barry Sanders. or And Peterson's very unique, and he's a thoroughbred in my opinion. I mean, he's a, a horse. I mean, just a badass. And I also think, you know, that a Falk or a Tomlinson or David Johnson or Bell are more this era's type of running back, you know, that if Peterson would have played in 1985 with a fullback and two tight ends, imagine what he would have done. You know what I mean? Like, the game isn't catered to his skills now as it was for Jim Brown or Earl Campbell or even Jerome Bettis. I mean, just other power backs. So I think that's hurt him a little bit, you know, in that he's just not a great receiver. Uh, he never will be. He's not much in protection. But yeah, I mean, I think in terms of handing him the football and letting him do his thing, he can hang there with anyone just about. I mean, <laughs> that's a, quite the list. I mean, Jim Brown, to me, kind of stands alone. Um, I'm not really comparing Peterson to Barry Sanders. You know, they couldn't be any more different. Obviously, they're both extremely awesome running backs. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that's insane to ask. Thad Sulik asks, any thoughts on Charles Sims and TJ Yeldon? Do you expect any impact from them this year? Yeah, um, all reports are extremely favorable on Doug Martin. And I think it's very telling that they did not use a premium asset on a running back. And maybe they just, maybe they were taking Dalvin Cook and it just so happened O.J. Howard fell their lap and they couldn't believe it. And I wouldn't be saying those things. But Martin's exactly what they want. I still think Sims will be the third down type guy, though. You know, that he's good at what he does. Maybe he doesn't come back after this year. He's in a, in a contract season. See, I think I'm the only one in the world that still likes T.J. Yeldon. And... I like Fournette a lot better, and Fournette will probably be my Offensive Rookie of the Year um, prediction. Um, but Yeldon was a guy... Yeldon's a guy I'll be really interested to see what happens when he goes to another team, or something big changes in his life. You know, like, I still think he can play. Uh, Alex Svetich, S-V-E-T-I-C-H. What percent chance do you think Joe Williams has to take the starting running back job from Carlos Hyde? And I got to say, originally I thought about this, and a lot of it was through a fantasy lens that new guys get there, new staff, Shanahan. And, and by the way, I'm working on an article about Shanahan's offense and what he's doing to you know install what he wants. Take a look for that. Um, you know, Shanahan drafts a mid-round running back, inherits these other dudes. Boy, he's going to blow up. And he might. You know, Joe Williams has a lot of talent and would have got drafted much higher if he hadn't quit on his team. And, you know, he finished the season unbelievably strong last year. But I've been a Hyde supporter for a really long time, too. That I think he's a, a, a quality football player that needs to stay on the field. And I know fantasy owners are mad at him because he doesn't stay on the field. But the more I think about it, the more I think Hyde's just too good. You know, if he's there, he's going to be the guy. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. 
Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Jason Smith asked me, what's my favorite team besides the Steelers? I'll be honest, I never understood, you know, back when I was a fan and didn't do this for a living, and even still, how you root for two teams. I mean, like, to me, you pick a team and that's your guy, and, and you better have a damn good reason if it isn't your uh, your hometown team, too. And, and, you know, especially if it's a good team like Pittsburgh or Green Bay or, you know. Um, so I don't know that I have a second favorite. I root for Ben McAdoo because I GA'd with him. I mean, there's a couple of people in the league, and I probably know fewer of them than you you realize. Um, but to me, all the 31s are the same. And if I was didn't grow up a Steeler fan and working for Steeler Radio Network and all that, um, I probably would at this point, like a lot of analysts, would look at it all the same. And I'm much less of a Steeler fan than. I ever have been, you know, growing up, it was a big deal when they lost and I really cared about all those things, but now I'm just close to the organization and I know people down there and I want them to win and it's good for my city when they win, much like the cup. By the way, I was down there and the Stanley Cup went walking by as I was walking out of the facility yesterday. Um, okay, Jerry Linder asks, is Greg Robinson crap because of Greg Robinson or because the Rams coaching staff, please don't fence it. I'm not sure what that means. I assume you mean don't uh, don't BS me here. An amazing physical specimen came out of an extremely remedial Auburn offense. I get the impression that he's not he hasn't worked as hard as he should. Um, but it was a massive work in project project uh, progress as a protection player to begin with. And I don't think the coaching staff surrounding has helped him. I was eager after the Whitworth signing, though, to see what he could do at guard. You know, just simplify things a little bit. Don't play in space against faster dudes as much. Um, so we'll see what a change of scenery does. I thought the, the new coaching staff coming into the Rams would be helpful. Apparently, they don't have very high hopes for him either. Um so, uh, this is probably a last-ditch effort. For you who don't know, he got traded to the Lions yesterday. You know, Decker's injured. I guess they'll play Robinson at tackle. But, again, I would rather see him at guard. <laughs> um, Charles asked, what's your take on end zone celebrations? Happy to see them coming back. Yes, I am. I mean, getting in the end zone is hard. These guys play a very competitive game. They should be able to dance and be happy that they get there so um yeah i'm happy just late breaking news here ian rapaport reports saints left tackle teron teron armstead is scheduled for surgery on monday to repair a torn labrum the timetable is a return is four to six months ouch i think he's one of the most talented tackles in the league and was great two years ago like, if we would have done that project of who's the best tackles in the league and we would have done it after last year, he'd probably be in my top couple. Like, this guy's just going to keep getting better. He's a stud. He's so talented. 
Um, so this is a big setback. But they took Ryan Ramchek in the first round that I thought we'd see a lot more 6-0 line sets, but now I assume he'll get thrust into left tackle. And Pete has been a guard, but I think he might still be better off at tackle too. Um, one of the best offensive lines in the league, but their best guy, and Unger's been out too. So this is certainly concerning. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, they've invested a lot. I've thought these guys would be a sleeper for being the best offensive line in the league. But we'll see where... Armstead and Unger are, if Armstead misses six months, holy cow. Um, last question, I got to roll. I'm going to be on the air here with my man Stan Savern. Um, Josh Radzik asked, with the Michael Floyd situation, and for you guys who don't know, I guess he tested positive, allegedly, for alcohol, and he has long alcohol issues going back to Notre Dame and falling asleep in his car and... Um, Seems to be ruining a very talented young man's career. Uh, with the Michael Floyd situation, do the Vikings go after Eric Decker? I wouldn't object. Uh, I really wouldn't. Um, how healthy is he? You know, if it's if we trust that he's healthy, and I guess we'll all sit here and give him the benefit of the doubt. We're not doctors. I think he'd be a good fit. I, I think this group of receivers is decent, though. And I had hopes for Floyd. Still have hopes for Treadwell. I think Diggs is a stud. You know, that, and to me, he's the one. If Decker's the two, great. But Adam Thielen played well. Um, but yeah, I would have no qualms with that. I mean, to me, that, that, that works for me for sure. That if, you, if Floyd is out of the equation, call Decker and say, yeah, you know, we'll, let's make a run. All right, guys, kind of a short show, just not a lot to talk about. The next month is going to be tough, I'll be very honest with you. I will have to come up with some projects, but there is not a lot to discuss. This is when all the people in the biz go on vacation, and uh, there will be a week that I am gone to, not for a while, but it'll be in July, uh, that I won't be doing pods. But, all right, I certainly could use some ideas on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Thanks so much. Over and out.